Hi, everybody. Welcome to our next Model Me podcast. I'm super excited to share our speaker with you today. And I think I say every podcast, I'm super excited, but that's what Model Me is for me. It's super amazing to be able to do something and find what really I feel my passion is and what my purpose is to be able to give back to different different creative communities um, because it means so much to me knowing how hard it is sometimes to be a creative. So if you've never heard of me before, my name's Natasha Minter and I am the proud, proud, proud founder of this amazing mission that I created called Model Me. Model Me is designed to empower and educate models and creatives. I wanted to do a blog online so that people could come and hear insights from all different kind of people all over the world and all different creative um, industries as well because obviously there's so many different things in the creative world that we can all learn and benefit from um, and today's focus is with a musician producer writer singer there's so many um, tools in his toolbox that I definitely once I met Cedric in Las Vegas last this year this year um, I knew that there was going to be a way that we could work together. Um, and then obviously I decided to do the podcast and I said, Cedric, I have to have you on the podcast. So um, I'm actually going to let you do a bit of introduction yourself because I feel like you will probably do a better job than me. Um, but please do share with us who you are, where you come from, a little bit about your journey and kind of what you've got going in now with your projects. Okay. Hi. Um, again, my name is Cedric Robinson Knight. I am... I am a producer as an artist, and what I mean by that is I create uh, multiple things, and that's music, songwriting, down to photography, down to any kind of entertainment. Um, I love putting on a show, and I love getting my hands dirty doing so. Um, I sing, I perform from time to time, been doing it since, I, uh, since I've been a little kid. And uh, my ultimate goal as a person would be to inspire others to get out and do what they love to do. Nice. Awesome. So um, I think it would be really great, actually, if we just share with the world how we actually met. Do you, I think oh, my God. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Only if you're okay with me embarrassing you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> God, I'm scared now. <laughs> Um, I had a friend who used to take pictures of people performing, such as myself, and uh, his name is Charlie, a really good photographer and a really good friend. Um, I don't remember how I met him. I think it was through a concert, and um, he started sharing photos. But long story short, um, I contacted him because I really needed a, a really good-looking model um, to do oh. all <laughs> that I was putting out. And he said, you know what, let me send you a couple of pictures of some. And the first few that he sent me, I was like, okay, not bad. I'm, I'm fine with that. And then he goes, you know, what, you know what, forget about all those. I've got the perfect one for you. She's coming to Las Vegas. So she's not from here. And that's all he told me. He didn't tell me that you're from London or anything like that. So <laughs> kind of left me with, with some curiosity. And then he showed, he uh, sent me the link to Natasha, <laughs> uh, her Instagram. And I looked at her like, you know, she's perfect. Like, that would be amazing if she can do it. And then he, said, he gave me the date. And then he gave me her phone number. And by her, I mean you. And um, next, well, I contacted Natasha. And she was really sweet about it. I was a little nervous, though, because I didn't know what kind of personality I was going to walk into. And what I needed her for was to be the model in my album art. So um, I ended up 
meeting her up at Starbucks. I was technically her carpool. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And uh, I remember walking into Starbucks and I couldn't find her. And I go back outside and she's like, she has like these white headphones on with her backpack, (laughs) sweating her pants up. And she goes, oh my God, are you Cedric? And I was like, yes, are you Natasha? And then we ended up laughing and then we ended up getting my car. But she ended up going on my driver's side because I think in London, it's the complete opposite. I think you guys drive on the right side. We drive on the left. Yeah. And that's how we met. (laughs) Yeah, it was so funny. I'll never forget. I was in the middle of, I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. Um, I was in Las Vegas shooting with... Oh my gosh, his name has left my brain. Um, I was shooting with a photographer, some beauty in um, a place called Henderson in Vegas. And to be honest, I know Vegas pretty well. And all I knew was that Henderson was really far away and that I really wanted to make sure that I did the two shoots in the one day that I had planned to do. And I didn't know if I could make it happen with the timing. And Cedric was like, hey, I'll pick you up. And I was like, okay. Had no idea how far Henderson was. And then obviously we got stuck in traffic on the way back up to Summerlin. And I was like, oh, Henderson's quite far. Um, So that was really interesting, actually. I'm really grateful for the ride. and it was so interesting because as soon as we got in the car, we just completely hear off like about the most randomest things ever. And we were just talking nonstop the whole time. And we got there to Charlie's house and it was like we'd known each other forever. So, I mean, I really love that about, you know, being a creative. I feel like there's so many amazing ways that you can connect with people. And like, I mean, that's just a human being, right? But I think creatives mostly have more of um, an open kind of attitude because they're constantly put in situations where they meet people that they've never met before and me that was kind of like you know I was in Vegas I was technically like the middle of nowhere and Henderson definitely isn't as busy as um Summerlin or have people as friendly as people in Summerlin I found out very quickly um and for me you know if anyone's listening you've ever been to Vegas and it's you know gosh like 100 degrees which is about 35 Celsius um maybe 40 actually uh, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about like I'm just wearing like a crop top and hot pants shorts but people in Vegas go out in jeans in this weather so everyone kind of notices like the tourists because the tourist is always the one with the least clothes on um and I was <laughs> Saved by the bell when Cedric came and got me because I just didn't necessarily feel safe in the area. So yeah, that was really, really fab. Um, and it was always, it was fun shooting, you know, your cover and, you know, I still go on Spotify now and I'm like, oh God, that's my face. And it's, it's a very bizarre <laughs> experience. I never thought I'd do something like that. Um, so yeah, huge, huge, huge. Thank you for that. What is it that you, um, what is it you see yourself kind of like as now in terms of, you know, obviously you said you really want to help inspire people be kind of like the best version of themselves and help them kind of find their like path. So what is it you would like to kind of, how do you first introduce yourself to people? Like, what do you say? Um, It's, I'm not going to lie. I'm very, I'm very optimistic. So I love meeting people. Um, I think the way that I introduce myself to someone is when they see me do something. And that's Mm. usually... I always have a guitar in my hands, if not on my hands, on my back or somewhere around me. And I'm always singing. Um, it's the things that I love to do. I love songwriting. I love daydreaming about what a movie would look like if I created some kind of masterpiece with it. Um, so in that sense, when I when someone approaches me on my music, I think 
I always, I'm more curious about what they do in life and what inspires them. And it doesn't have to be anything in entertainment. I just want to know if they are, if they're enjoying life. And if it is, that's a blessing because so many people out here are just kind of going with the flow, but don't really know what they want to do. So I figured if I show what I truly love to do, maybe they'll be inspired to do something that they want to do. So I kind of model myself to be happy as who I am, if that makes sense. Yeah, nice. So did you have any role models growing up? Um, as, a, as family members, I would say, I mean, it's, it's kind of cliche, but my mom, I would say my mom's most definitely uh, my role model. I, I grew up, I think, nearly like near five years without like actually having my dad around. Um, so my mom took took everything in her hands and she was like a powerhouse woman like she she made sure everything was was fine and I didn't ask for a lot as a kid didn't really need a lot but the only thing that I really needed was you know someone to support me and my mom was like my best friend as a kid and we grew up together and when she got married um it just added more family (laughs) and with me and they support me and it just I've learned how to be humble because of my family. And I would say my biggest inspiration is because of the people I hang around with. Um, outside of my family, someone that I do look up to, I would say, like musically is like, of course, like one of the greats, like Michael Jackson. Like I can tell how hardworking he is, how much of a, perfe- a perfectionist, perfectionist he is. I think that kind of bit me in the butt because I'm kind of a perfectionist as well. Mm. Uh, but uh, Michael Jackson is a person that I listen to almost daily. Justin Timberlake, like I love how he takes his true stories and will wrap it around a song to make it feel genuine. Um, other than that, I love I love listening to uh, inspiration, like any kind of inspirational speeches. Like Will Smith's speeches are really good. Denzel Washington is really good. Um, I love reading books that have to do with growth, like The Dream Giver is like one of my favorites, or uh, how to. Uh, I can't even think of any more books. That's crazy. But Dream Gear is one of my favorites because it really helps you model yourself to be a leader versus someone that just follows and tries to copy what's going on on the earth. So that's really interesting then. So you believe in like personal development and growing yourself as a person has made you a better musician? Yes, actually, absolutely. Um, from when I was a kid, I, I always had the, I, I believe, I always had a gift of listening um, I can play anything by ear. You, you sing it, you hum it, whatever instrument you want me to play it on. I got it. I got it. Hands down. Just give me like literally 30 seconds. And I'm pretty sure I'll figure out how the whole formula of music is. Wow. So once I, figured, once I figured out that I could do that, um, I just kind of pushed myself to do anything. And I've started off on the drums. And it's kind of funny because you're like, what, what melody does a drum really have? And it's true. I mean, there are melodies on drums. I'll explain that later. But when you're playing drums, like there's, you hear music in your head. If, if you're listening to a radio, a CD, or just yourself, you're probably humming a song in your head and you're like creating a drum beat to it and you're making it either really exciting or really slow or romantic. It just, it gives you a vibe. So once I felt something like that, I just kind of put it to the next instrument, which was like a piano. And I know piano has very melodic lines and it's pretty there's ballads to it too you can make it intense and then from piano i went to uh guitar and i think guitar is probably 
what people would think my main instrument will be because it's always on my back. I can't carry a, a eight piece drum set everywhere. If I could, I would. But um, guitar is where it gets personal for me. Um, it's where I, I it's where I can actually take my feelings outside of myself and paint it on paint colors as far as musical notes and lyrics and whatnot. And I think the reason why the guitar is what helped me the most is because there's a person that uh, I grew up with who used to be my best friend when I was a kid. Um, I used to play on his guitar and his dad snatched the guitar out of my hand and he told me that I'd never be able to play it. And wow. that broke me down. And I remember saving up every penny. Like if I find dimes on the street, which is a current of 10 cents here. If I find <laughs> anything like, um, heck, I would save my lunch money and not eat. And I'd saved up $107 American dollars. And I bought myself a first act guitar and I practiced on that thing every single day. I, I laid next to it and fall asleep playing it. Like I was driven to be one of the greatest. And then I started listening to a guy named John Mayer and I think John Mayer really rounded me, not that I met him or anything, but listening to him, he rounded me as a musician to kind of play warm chords, not just open and not just to strum the guitar, but to actually get to know yourself through a vibration, which is kind of spiritual if you think about it. But um, listening to John Mayer kind of inspired me then because he went to a school called Berkeley College of Music. And I was like, you know what? I want to be one of those people. So by the time I got to middle school, I started picking up more instruments, such as the trumpet and uh, bass and, heck, uh, trombone, any brass instrument, actually. And I worked my butt off. Like, I really worked as hard as I can. And I got accepted to Berklee College of Music. Wow. That blew me away. So that's when I knew I can do anything I put my mind to, especially if it's in God's will. Right. So where's Ber where is Berkeley Music College? I've never heard of this place. <laughs> the college music is in Boston, Massachusetts. So you went there for what, three years? No, actually, I was supposed to go. <laughs> it's a long story. I was supposed to go. I actually declined the offer. Oh, my God. Um, which is, yeah, it's, it's a crazy story behind that. That's like a whole nother podcast. <laughs> wow. So you didn't uh, go and you didn't feel that was the right thing in the end? Uh, in short, I, it, was, it was a lot of money. <laughs> it was a right. lot of money. Um, they wanted $44,000 a year and they had no dorms for me to live in. And I'm, I was, it's a cross country for me. Mm. And I'm not a, I want to travel everywhere, but um, it was my grandma. She's the one that told me, she's like, you know what? I'm going to take out loans for you. And I will make sure you can have the five years there. But at the same time, my grandma was also trying to buy her own house through her retirement. And I didn't feel like giving her giving up her freedom for the sake of me going to school for five years would be worth it. I thought I could make my own way. If I can make it there, then I can make it anywhere. It was the way I was thinking. Yeah, nice. That's such a good attitude to have. I think your perspective is incredibly inspirational when you think about how, you know, sometimes people just want to duck out and take the easy route. And if anything, you've kind of tried, proved and tested, um, you know, that you could get into like this really prestigious music college and then actually decided that it wasn't the right thing for you, but at least you knew that you had the potential to go. So yeah, I think that's, that's really, really cool. Um, how, what would you say to your younger self? Like, what would you, 
what advice would you give to that younger person that was, I mean, how old were you when you declined the offer? Were you 18? I was, uh, I got offered at 18. They said they can keep the uh, admission for a year. And so I declined it when I was 19, almost 20. And uh, something that I would tell my younger self, I love that question. I really do. Because me being out here in Mississippi has taught me that in a heartbeat. Um, I would tell my younger self, to use your gift to its fullest, to its absolute fullest. I think people that have a potential of doing anything only uses approximately 15% of it, which is crazy. At the most, maybe 30%. I mean, we there's a few rare people that drive and hustle their butts off, someone like Natasha, but there's <laughs> only a few people that I've seen that really almost puts the, their whole everything in it and me coming out to mississippi um has showed me that when i went to church because i was i was tested and um, i had the preacher heard that i was coming in town and he found out that i was singing that i sing and play guitar through people that i don't even know and he told me to come into the church and he wants to meet me well, like I said earlier, I always bring my guitar no matter what. As soon as I took step into the church before church started, he had me go on the stage <laughs> and minister to people, like on the spot. <laughs> and I was nervous. I was so, so nervous because when I sing pop music, you know, and R&B, I mean, I, I can sing anything or play anything, but my genre, if you listen to my music, is it's pop style. I'm a Justin Timberlake kind of fan, Ed Sheeran kind of guy. Um, but at this point, I'm like, they want to hear gospel. <laughs> so I can't play the top songs that are out in church. Isn't that okay? So I was nervous, and I prayed. I, before I even put step foot on that, that podium, I prayed. I said, Lord, please be with me with this. And I sang uh, Make a Way. And um, it's a gospel song. And well, as I'm singing it, I end up singing the Holy Ghost. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but it's a very spiritual moment where you're crying. You can feel a true connection with who you are and what, had, what God has given you. And after that, I open my eyes when I'm done singing and I see everyone crying and standing up, which really made me cry more. <laughs> In my most vulnerable stage, probably ever in my life, one <laughs> of my stages. <laughs> and um, after church, the the preacher told me, "Well, he's a bishop, and they call him by who he is." The bishop told me that I need to use my gift to its fullest, and that I may have strayed off a little bit, but it's not too late, and there's something waiting for me. So, with that being said, I would tell my younger self when. When you do one thing, there's plenty of ways to do it different ways. And what I mean by that is if you have one idea of how you want to execute something, be optimistic enough to know that there is more than one way to do it. Don't mm. be so stubborn that you have one picture and you expect it to be that way because it might, it might change on you. It doesn't mean you should give up. It just means that there's a certain road that you have to go through to build who you are as a person because material doesn't come with you. <laughs> Your soul goes with you. So, so you have to build yourself successfully before anything really happens. 
Nice. I love that. So you're, you're pretty big on making sure you have a strong core then. I, I would think so. I mean, I, that's the way I've been raised, I would say. Now, there are, there are fortunate people who are learning as they are in their, their fame or their prime or whatever they want to call it. That's great. But it's also good to not compare yourself to people. And that's something I've learned growing up, too. I agree. So your two biggest like things you tell yourself was to not be scared of people and also uh, like of people's opinions and stuff and also to use your gift more. Yes, use your gift to the, I mean to the fullest. If if you're good at at modeling, you should be everywhere. Do it like to the point where you're falling asleep. You should model you should talk to people. I'm going to talk about you now. When I first met you, uh we were eating pizza. And I remember just like thinking I'm going to have a really typical conversation with Natasha, but she was having a conversation with me eating and networking on Instagram, uh, <laughs> taking care of this event. And she was messaging a good, probably like 80 people in the matter of two minutes. <laughs> and it wasn't no copy and paste and copy. And she was actually into it. She was, hi, my name's Natasha. I do the model me. When I saw you doing that, it inspired me to say, you know what, I need to be doing the same for myself. I need to show people who I am because you, n- you never know what God's gift is for you. Yeah, it's true. Really. <laughs> true. No, that's so amazing. It's always funny to hear about, um, you know, my first experience with people and like how people remember me. Like, cause I think we went from like having this meet in Starbucks to like <laughs> our drive somewhere because of traffic doing the uh-huh. show with Charlie uh, for your, obviously your album cover. And then we did that. Do you remember we did that random shoot in Charlie's pool? Cause I was so, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was acting like a brat. I was like, I just want to swim. Cause it wasn't hot like for a Vegas person, but for me it was, it was damn hot. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> and I just wanted to go swimming. So we just did this random ad hoc shoot with Charlie and Cedric by the pool. And then me and Cedric went to go and eat pizza. And I'm sure we had pudding, but I can't remember what we had for dessert. Um, oh, we had a lot. <laughs> so much. You, it, basically, obviously, if you've ever been to America, you know what it's like over there with the food. And I'm such a big foodie. And I suppose now I'm kind of a bit more loud and proud about it. Like, I think as a model, I tried to convince myself because I had kind of crazy experiences last year as a model in Milan. I convinced myself that, um, you know, if I spoke about food, I would be fat. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's kind of the crap you can tell your mind. And now I'm kind of like, I do not care. Anyway, so we're in this pizza place and Cedric's like, what do you want to eat? And I think I was literally like, I don't care that you order. Like, I'm so hungry. I could eat anything. So then we, he ordered, I should have, I probably should have watched what he ordered. He ordered like a tray of pizza and I'm not talking like you know, a 12 inch pizza here, guys. I'm talking like an oven tray pizza that could have fed five people. Like, I'm not even kidding. And then you will get like some sort of dough balls that we ate as well. And then some sort of dessert, which I can't even remember. So we went in, like we were, we had so much food. We could have fed 10 people. And there was just two of us on this table, like, Okay. <laughs> and I remember when we got the food, we were both filming on our phones like, this is ridiculous. It was, yeah, it was such a great experience and it's really fun. And actually, I'm super humbled that you um, 
you know, shared how you kind of like remember uh, looking back. And I, I do remember being actually incredibly stressed because I had my event in Vegas in three days. Um, no right. one confirmed yet. And I was a bit confused about my venue. And if anything, you know, my Vegas event, uh, it's kind of the one event that I did in the five in America that let's say I learned the most from my Vegas event. Um, I had seven people come and I lost about $400 and it was not something, you know, I was doing all my events in America off my own back, you know, model me as a business, hadn't made any money yet. I was investing everything in just going out there and putting my voice out there. And, you know, it's amazing when you meet people like, you know, yourself where you can connect and you can share your pains and your stresses as a creative and be like, Oh my God, this is what I'm trying to do. And I'm just like pulling my hair out here because you know, I sit and listen to your stories now as you're growing up and it's incredible kind of listening to how, you know, the pains and the challenges, what you went through and also kind of still what you're being challenged with now. And yet you're constantly like just being forced to level up, but it's obviously of course, like a, a blessing really that you get to level up in that way. But it is, it's definitely, um, I could totally relate to you. It's definitely not something you always want to level up in, but God's timing is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. Um, So one thing I'm kind of going to link two questions. One is, do you have any regrets um, at all with your music career or like your career in general, let's say? And what would you, you know, and then kind of like linking onto that, like what would you tell a beginner in, um, you know, music or producing that, you know, you wish someone had told you that could have maybe saved you from regretting something? Okay. Um, regrets. Uh, I don't typically have regrets, but if, if I could tell myself to, if I could do something better, um, then I would, uh, I would tell myself, let me think, let me think. Um, okay. I got it. One of the things I would tell myself as far as becoming a better musician, um, I, back then I used to be afraid of networking with people because I used to be afraid they would steal my music. <laughs> and it was that bad I used to think that um they would take my either my lyrics because I didn't understand what copyright was I, I thought they'd take my lyrics or my music like the instrumentation of it or they would just take anything so that I stumbled me a lot because I'd always perform my originals and then they would say where can we find your music and I'm telling you I had nothing out <laughs> back in the day I I really I was the guy who performed something and in hopefully inspired many and then I'd have at least 40 people doing the concert and say where can I find your music or what social media do you have and I wasn't prepared for that um so if I were to tell myself something to kind of not regret on something but to help me with uh, music I would say take the chance anyways if someone does somehow take your music then let them take your music because at the end of the day it's going to come right back to you realistically Second thing is networking with people is getting to know people. You'll never know. You never know who you're going to meet. Never. So I would tell myself to not be too shy to kind of seeing everything, let people record and do whatever it is that they have means for. But I tell myself, don't stop yourself just because you're afraid of something bad that's going to happen. Um, the second advice I give myself, and I think this is probably one of the biggest ones, and I kind of, um, kind of talked about it earlier it's just uh, when when it comes to inspiring someone or people I'm talking about 
you know, something personal. Um, when it comes to inspiring people, I think you tend to feel really, really happy about yourself, which is like the best thing in the world. When someone tells you, oh my gosh, you've helped my life. Like it gives you this warm feeling in your heart. Like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing good. I think what really was, I think what was really hard for me though is when you inspire people and they become close to you, a lot of times what they'll try to do is they'll, they'll try to do, how can I explain it? They'll in a way mock what you're doing. And that's, that's cool. But for a young mind, I think when I was younger, I think it was hard for me to see people mock me because it went back to my insecurity side and be like, Oh no, they're trying to steal my identity. They're trying to, you know, be me and it's working for them, but it's not working for me. And I think what, why I stumbled is because I wasn't strictly doing, I wasn't doing it for God. And I think that's what, I think that's what hurt me the most. And it took me forever to realize that um, my gift is, yes, it's in my hands. It's what I do. I, I play around 11 to 13 instruments, which is a blessing alone. That doesn't mean I need to play gospel every single time. It teaches me to not judge people and allow people to be who they are because they're someone else's inspiration, just like I expect to be for someone else. So that's what I would tell myself. Wow. Amazing. I love it. Um, so I'm just going to kind of like move on to the next question because I feel like I covered with you what you said earlier. Um, in terms of kind of like what it is that you want to improve on and stuff. And I actually love that, you know, I'm obviously, I'm a Christian too, and I really love and respect how much you kind of like are glory to God. And I think that, you know, there's so much as a human, you know, like on a completely different level as a human, it's kind of hard to kind of, you know, say that sometimes. And I'm a brand new Christian, so I'm still learning. Um, but I really, really, really am an admiration of people when I kind of hear them share that. Um, and I think it's really, really amazing to kind of be able to do that, knowing how you're blessed, you know, and like knowing where that came from, I think is a really big deal. Um, so my next question I have is what event would you love to go to yourself um, that you feel you would benefit from as a musician? Like what kind of event would that be? So obviously I had the event in, Vegas, which was kind of geared towards helping models. Um, if there was an event like that for, you, for musicians, like what was it? What would it be that you would really love that you could get from that? An event, um, like a specific event, or something that's. Or are you speaking of someone that would create an event for me, or are you speaking of an event that's already happening? Uh, yeah, both maybe. I mean, what would your ideal event look like, and have you been to something that's kind of like really ticked a box in terms of what you were looking for? In terms of music, of a musician, um, I think any kind of event that kind of explains the business side of a musician, um, I think that would be so beneficial. <laughs> um, I think understanding, um, I mean, every when you when you get down to business, um, you really have to be careful. And what I mean by that is, you the way you the way you represent yourself is your business. Mm. and you have to you, you can never get you can never get another first impression if that makes sense so I think if they if there were, if there was an event I'm not saying there's not but if there was an event of something I would like to go to is something where they explain the business side of how like producers work and the artist works and who you meet and what you're going to get into I know it's not a cookie cutter 
uh, conversation, but I think it'd be I think it'd be beneficial for people to understand how it is you should network and grow your Instagram account and or social media account and how to kind of connect with people that can push you forward instead of it feeling like you're trapped in the same place. Nice. I mean, that's really good advice. Do you feel like there's, um, do you feel like there's tools for you to learn that right now, like online and stuff, or do you feel like that doesn't really necessarily exist yet? Um, there are, there are tools online. There's, there's the thing that we have in this, in our generation is, uh, we have a lot more resources mm. and I think the best tool that we have would be the internet. <laughs> like, honestly, it's, it's so quick. It's fast. Um, YouTube is like, like prime capital. Like they, there's everything on YouTube and take, take advantage of it. I, that's what I would do. If you want to learn something or learn how to better yourself, don't be afraid to type it. It sounds very simple, but sometimes I have moments where I'm like, oh man, how do I get through this? Well, have you thought about typing it? <laughs> like literally in Google and be like, how do I go through this? Um, so the resources are there. I just think it'd be really nice to have someone that's a leader to kind of remind people that and kind of model it and demonstrate it and give their personal uh, stories on how they were able to get through something. I, I'm pretty sure just in terms of like, hey, we're gonna have a music workshop. I'm gonna tell you the struggle I went through, the things that people may not know, such as like, he made, let's say he went through a depression and the things that he had to go through to get himself back on track or let's say his biggest hit was being on Disney and what he had to do to get on Disney. Like I think people would really enjoy knowing how to kind of get your foot closer to their main goal in life. Mm. So who do you look up to in today's kind of like pop culture world? Is there anyone that you're really, obviously you mentioned Ed um, is there anybody else that you kind of really look up to that you're kind of like really inspired by right now? Uh, musically, I would say Bruno Mars is killing the game for me right now. That he he did something that I've always spoke of when he when he first came out with like his first uh, EP. I can't even call it an album. It was an EP. And when as a songwriter back then, he'd write for people. And people would sing the songs that he wrote, like CeeLo Green, like the F.U. song, um, or Forget You. Like Bruno Mars wrote that, and then he kept writing for people. And as a young artist, I wanted to know how to do that, and I never figured it out until I became an adult. And that's actually just getting your foot in the door and just networking as much as you can and writing for people. Um, you actually don't have to get permission to do something. Just do it. Mm. <laughs> um, Bruno started off as like the songwriter behind the scenes. And then next thing you know, I don't know if you've ever seen his concerts, but when he performs, he wows you. There's like, you can't go to sleep without thinking about his music. And I last saw him, I think two years ago in Vegas. And to this day, I remember exactly how I felt. He brought this fast amazing driven like ecstatic vibe that made you get on your feet and dance even if you didn't know how to dance he made you do it just somehow and I think that's really empowering so Bruno Mars I look up to uh Justin Timberlake of course uh Ed Sheeran I would say those three right now are the people like I look at right now um I really love Shawn Mendes 
he's a he's really his voice is amazing um and then i love charlie puth i love his production like how he makes his songs i think if him and i were to meet i think we'd form some like amazing pop culture tunes i i just have a really big feeling about that but those are the people that i look forward to as far as in the musical culture of pop music awesome so what's next? Like, do you have anything that you're kind of working on right now that you'd like to share? Or is there anything that you're kind of thinking like this is what you want to do, but you're kind of, let's say, waiting for guidance to whether you'll do that? Sure. Actually, both. Um, I am working on a lot. I came out here to Mississippi for two reasons. One, to reconnect with my family and kind of give myself uh, some ground to stand on, aka a break, a little break. Um, Needed, right? And I, uh, yeah, I think we all do once in a while. I think it's important to give yourself a break, right, Natasha? To give right. yourself a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because I've been here, I've actually kind of re- remodeled myself. I'm still the same person, but I've, I've been able to keep my brain and my head in contact. Um, but the things that I'm working on, which I'm super excited, I'm working on a lot. Um, I just... I literally two days ago, I just got uh, my LLC for my photography business. So wow, amazing. amazing. And then um, then on top of that, I have I have my album ready for January. So I'm super ecstatic about that. And nice. then I met, I've met three people, um, people I've never, of course, I've never met in Vegas, but there are three people out here that supposedly have really good connections. I don't want to jinx it by saying who they are yet. But um, three people that want me to meet industry people and they want to work with me. So I think hopefully it works out well enough for me to kind of drop everything and go 100% in. Even if it doesn't work out, I'm going to go 100% in. But I'm just saying I'm hoping that I get further by meeting these people. Of course. Um, so other than have an album launch? Say that again? Are you going to have an album launch party? I- you know I'm gonna have an avalanche party. I mean that's a mandatory thing, and I am pretty sure I have a model friend that should be in Vegas in January. So I think it'd be great if she's there. Woo! I wonder who that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, business that I really want to put together specifically for uh, entertainment. It has to do with paint, and it sounds boring right now, but it's actually really exciting. But I think it'd be really cool to kind of round that around the autism community because I want to give back to all of that I've learned and all the, oh, by the way, I used to be a therapist for autistic children. Uh, so I want to give back to what I've learned and what I've done. And uh, that business hopefully will be running probably in the next two years. I would say a year, but I'm going to give myself two year bracket. It's a lot to do, but I'm excited mm. about it. Well, if there's one piece of advice I can give you that I give myself daily is to not be so damn hard on myself. So don't put <laughs> too much pressure. And I think, I mean, you're pretty, you're pretty okay with, you know, the path changing, which is actually really inspirational for someone like me to look at because sometimes I get so set on this idea that I should be doing something and it doesn't happen or things change and, you know, and then I'm like, wait a minute, but what? And, you know, you convince yourself that, it's time wasting and actually that's not the truth it's just things change your roots change and you've got to be okay with kind of you know change so 
um, yeah, I really think that you are somebody that has accepted so much change into your life so readily and easily without any kind of fight. And I think that's definitely something that we can all look up to because, you know, change is not easy at the best of times. So I really think that's really amazing that you are in a place to be able to do that. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's cool. I love it. It's really cool. Because I remember when, I forgot, I remember that you uh, taught children that were autistic and I just completely forgot because obviously things have changed and yeah, so really amazing. But I could sit and ask you questions all day, I think, but I will keep it short and sweet so that we can have an excuse to do another podcast next time for more people to listen back to and be like, I need to listen to this Cedric again. <laughs> I look forward to it. I really am. I mean, I have tons to tell, but like you said, next pod- podcast, excuse me, next podcast be great. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I will get this to you as soon as we have this live. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. You can catch model me on instagram it's model underscore me our website is modelmemission.com and our facebook's model me snapchat as model me mission youtube is model me but we're mainly focusing on right now on our website on our instagram so they're the two that if you really want to know what's going on with model me to really plug into and cedric what are your platforms my platforms all on instagram i am at crk music and um spotify i am cedric robinson knight as in k and i g h t knight that guy you know that armor guy (laughs) (laughs) um and on twitter it's the same thing as instagram at crk music awesome super cool thank you so much thank you natasha